I am super excited to be back for another episode of the That's Where podcast. Guys, today you are in for a super treat. I'm with one of my closest friends. So you know you're about to get all the tea and all the fun stuff that you probably need to know about me, him, business. So let's jump in. So Nick, yes, I could do your introduction, but oh. I've decided for this episode, <clears throat> darling, I need you to do your introduction. And, and wait, before you get started, I need like the... I need you to give the introduction you would give if you were about to teach one of your million dollar classes. Uh oh. Okay. I know it's a lot of pressure. Yes. But I need you to channel it. I need you to channel it. Okay. Okay. Well, um, oh, you really trying to put me on the spot. I am. Okay. I, I need all the works. All right. Because y'all need to understand how powerful this story is to who he is today. So we got to give them properly the build up. Okay. Um, my name is Nick Townsend. Um, I am a licensed esthetician. Uh, specializing in particular to eyebrows. I am affectionately known as the Eyebrow King. Yes. Uh, and I do Sonya's brows. I've known Sonya for a very, very long time. She's my my sister. Yes. So let's see the journey. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland. Mm -hmm. uh, my originally from Baltimore, Maryland. Been in the beauty industry for almost twenty years. Mm -hmm. I'm in. Uh, Entrepreneur for 20 years? I have been in the beauty industry for for 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, actually, I am a fourth generation entrepreneur. Oh, wow. So, um, but I never paid attention to my family as entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. but I'm a, I am a fourth generation entrepreneur. So I'm originally from Baltimore. Um, while I was in Baltimore, I went to Morgan State, um, studied music, but really wasn't that interested like I wanted to be. So I got into the beauty industry. Mm -hmm. I wanted to go to school. As a kid, I'd always um, watched my mother, you know, do facials and stuff like that. So I did my own facials. And so one day I got my own facial and I said, listen, this is basically what I do to myself. So I went to look for a school to become an esthetician in Maryland. And there was a school there, but they would not accept me because I was a man. Mm. And so but back because at that time there were no male estheticians. Right. So I was coming to Philly to see friends. And I said, well, listen, I'm here in Philly. Let me check and see if they have a school. So I checked to see if they had a school. They had the school. And I moved to Philly. Mm -hmm. um, they accepted me, got licensed. Mm -hmm. um, once I got licensed, I wanted to transfer my license back to Baltimore, but they wouldn't allow me because um, reciprocity wouldn't kick in. They said, you have to stay a year or you have to pay more money. So I stayed a year. A year turned into 20 years. Mm -hmm. And um, from doing uh, the first two years, I worked in the city and then I worked on the main line, which is the affluent area of you know yes. philadelphia where all the coins are the multi-millionaires you know my clients were uh the the uh the owners of revlon right. you know cosmetics so i worked there for um on the main line at this particular salon i'm specializing in brows mm -hmm. completely in brows way before it was popular and makeup one best of philly for philly magazine won it twice mm -hmm. well one time at the time and got fired mm -hmm. So I got fired, um, not because I wasn't good, because I was booked and busy. I was mm -hmm. really, really, really booked, but I got fired because I wasn't selling product. And so it sounds crazy, but I get it now. I understand. Now, as a business, I, I, owner. I, as a business owner, now I understand why he fired me. And so um, I had to think quick. I was like, okay, no problem. You know, I'm fired at the time Obama was in office. So I was getting my unemployment, praise the Lord. Thank you so much, mm -hmm, Obama. Mm -hmm. Um I created a concierge business. Mm -hmm. So I started going to all of my clients' homes. I went to all of their homes, doing their brows, and then Philadelphia Magazine had heard about me again. So that was like 2010. So 2000, and, uh, I did that for maybe two or three years. 
2013, they heard about me and I won Best Affiliate again. It got bigger. And so I was going to everybody's house. I was going from Philly to New York um, to D.C. um, to uh, Jersey. I was going everywhere. And um, people just wanted their brows. And so I was going to homes. It just got overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I put during that time, I put like 50,000 miles on my car in like Mm -hmm. four months. Mm -hmm. Wow. So it was a mess. So I started um, at the time my partner was working in King of Prussia. Mm-hmm. And so um, w- uh, I was working, trying to balance my schedule to go into everybody's house to picking my partner up from work. And so when I would pick my partner up from work, what would, what would happen was, listen, um, some of the clients, the, persp- the prospective clients would say, listen, I don't want you coming to my house. Um, I don't want to, because I was also opening my home at the time. And so um, they didn't want to come to my house. So I said, well, listen, I have to go to King of Prussia Mall. Mm-hmm. And so everyone knew me at King of Prussia Mall. One particular day, I was I went to the family bathroom and I was mm-hmm. like, well, wait a minute. I need to do somebody's brows real quick because mm-hmm. it was just something I did. And so I went to the King of Prussia bathroom mall on the first floor near outside of Nordstrom and I started doing brows. Mm-hmm. And so I did that for about two or three years to the point that there was a line outside of the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And so um, that went crazy. And then it was one particular day. This is crazy. One particular day I was doing brows and the clients that um, that were there are still my clients. Um, I heard a knock at the door. Mm-hmm. and I opened the door and this lady said, well, what are you doing? It was security. So it was two security guards. And she's like, what are you doing? I said, well, listen, I'm doing brows at the time. This is before Instagram. I said, listen, I want a best affiliate. Um, you can Google me. I was Google worthy. Yes. I said, you can Google me. I said, you can Google me, darling. And she was like, I said, I do brows. I said, she said, well, you're going to have to hurry up. Literally, as I'm doing, and at the time it was my client, Kirsten, and shout out to Kirsten. Um, she knocked back on the door mm-hmm. after like three minutes. And she said to me, she said, listen, I have a five minute, a 15 minute break. Can you do my brows and I'll let you finish? I said, sure, baby, come on in right now. I made them switch. Yes. And I did her brows. <laughs> and that, yeah, Okay, listen. <laughs> and so what happened was um, I continued to do that for another two years. Mm-hmm. And um, after a while, it just got overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I then one particular day was going to at at my house and I, my partner was home and I had a house full of people and my partner got really pissed was like, wow, all these people here. I said, I'm working. And we got in this huge argument. Everyone left and I just went for a walk. And as I'm walking, I'm angry. I go around the corner in Sherman Mills and I see Mm -hmm. this space Mm -hmm. and I open my space I found the space and I said, I'm going to open this salon. by the way. Thank you. Um, I opened my space, not because I wanted to. I opened my space because out of anger. Yeah, he pushes you. I opened my space Mm -hmm. in anger. Mm -hmm. Um, But fast forward, um, the heart of my business started in the King of Prussia Mall. Mm -hmm. That's the heart of my business in the King of Prussia and the the family bathroom, baby. It was easy. I was was making a coin. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where the heart of the business started. But when I opened the salon, I stopped the 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 King of Prussia Mall situation, mm-hmm. and then I just expanded the business that way. And we have clients that come from all over the country, you know, getting their brows done. You know, I wasn't no five dollar person. No, you know, I was in. King- I really need you to get into now. Are we comfortable with numbers? Because I want to sure. say a number. Okay. So, Nick, you've created a million dollar business yes. on eyebrows. Yes. This shit is crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it's a little weird. It's a little weird. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, it, when I opened the business, it was 280 square feet. I told myself that I was going to make a million dollars within the 280 square feet. Yeah. We expanded quickly. Yeah, within, I remember. Yeah, and within two years, mm-hmm. we doubled the space. Um, I cre- started creating my own products. Um, after creating right. my own products, then I started teaching. Um, as um, from teaching, um, just from all of that, we did last year mm-hmm. just in the and I hate saying talking about numbers, but I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. it. You know, and it's not a big number to some people, but it's big just in my industry. It's we did one point four. We did one point four million dollars last year. So let's just put a pause right there. The thing is, and this is what I have to make the audience comfortable with on this podcast. We're going to talk numbers. Yes. And they're going to be uh, big numbers. They may be smaller numbers. All in, you know, a perspective of what you consider, right? Mm-hmm. But for someone that is an aspiring esthetician and and and, and hearing you say 1.4 yeah. off of eyebrows is a very, very big deal. Yeah. Because remember, whoever's watching, watching nine times out of ten is listening and watching to get themselves in position and their goals aligned and we got to be so comfortable. And I feel like in our community and I say our the black community. Yeah. Um, sometimes I find that we don't say numbers yeah. until we make it really, really big. Mm-hmm. And then by that point, people that are watching us that may want to support us or air in our tribes or they feel like it's unattainable. Yeah. So it's OK to say the the 250 mark, the 500 K mark, the one million mark, mm. because we have to let people know that these numbers are possible. Absolutely. These things are real. Yes. Um, and we want people to feel comfortable to do the same. All right, let me pause this right here. Yeah. We got to take a commercial break. We got to pay some bills, right? Um, today's uh, podcast is brought to you by the Student Loan Doctor, the number one uh, name in the business. <laughs> I'm the owner. Yeah. Um, that helps get rid of, curate, and educate you on your student loan debt. So we'll be right back. Are you a member of SLD University, the baddest community in the land? Not only are you going to learn about your student loan debt, but guys, we have so much more in store for you. Maybe you're in a position where you want to grow professionally. You want to grow personally. You want to be surrounded by people that are striving for the same goals as you. So in the back end of our portal, we have over 75 classes that are going to help you grow. Now, guys, listen, I want to be very transparent say to you, I've done something super, super radical. And it's not going to last much longer. As a matter of fact, it probably is going to be changing very, very soon. So our lifetime membership lifetime is normally $1,497, $1,497. But in this case, and I'm talking about like, whoo, I'm going to have to let my team know to wrap this up soon. It is available for $75. You're probably like, did this girl just say 75? Yes, because we don't want there to be a barrier to your success and for you to join our special family. So please take a look at the show notes. Join our family. Get into our community. And when you arrive, let us know that you're new. We want to welcome you with virtual open arms. All right, so we are back. So, guys, I am here with the fabulous Nick Townsend, one of my closest and dearest friends. Um, and I have to say something before we go into our next segment, right? Uh-oh. It's very important because our show does follow a certain format. I want it to be uniform, but I have to add this little antidote. So when I first met Nick, I was serving you. Yeah. Uh, so a good friend of ours, Nehemiah Davis, yes. uh, he said, he's like, you got to check. You got to get with Nick and just see what he needs. It was a very weird thing. If we look at it. Yeah, it was very weird. Cause I had no 
interest in anything you did. No. I didn't know you. You didn't know who I was. You didn't know me. And and Nick is not trusting right away. No, no, no. So no, it was no. me. Um, it was Halima and I. Yes, yes. We showed up. I think we put on the T-shirt. You put on the T-shirt and Halima actually introduced me and she had no idea who I was. Yes. So uh, yeah. uh, shout out to Halima. Hey, Halima. Uh, you know, there's just certain people in this world. I think that God just has gives them what's called the it factor. Yes. And also the RBS. And so, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lord, I have it, you have yes, it. she has it, and she's like, "I've got it." I'm like, "You've got it." Um, and I think at that point, what year was that? That was in 2017. Seventeen. That was in 2017, um, where you. You volunteered and you served. Um, I didn't have my weight loss surgery yet. No, you hadn't had your weight loss service, no. but you were still pulled up. Yes. You were still and pulled up. I think about it two things for sure. Okay. You was pulled up. Um, the I, hair was laid. Yes. That makeup was beat and you had your speedy bag, baby. Yes, I did. Yes, I was ready. Yeah. So what do we need to do? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I just started having a little money come in. Yeah. And that was my first bag. Praise yeah. God. <laughs> um, it was. I remember. Because uh, I, I was like, well, I just want to get a bag. You want to go out places? Yes, ma'am. Um, I got to find my speedy bag. I like that bag. So let me say this. Um, so yes, yes, yes. The art of serving, I think, is a is a lost technique. Yes. So people that are watching this, right? I need you guys to listen clearly. I need people to serve without intention. Mm-hmm. Like when I met you and I served you, and there were a few others specifically. My goal was to watch you in action. I think I said that. Like, yes. I just got to see. Because I had never seen what I call a live production before for a live event um, outside of maybe like Eric Thomas and yes. Nehemiah, right? Mm-hmm. So I was very interested to see how you do what you do. And um, I think that Nick does everything with like uh, the spirit of perfection. Even if it doesn't, even if it isn't perfect, we know the intention is to be yes. as perfect as possible. So I really appreciate that about you. And I remember, and the only reason I remember I didn't have my weight loss surgery yet is because I used to have, uh, when I was like 100 pounds heavier, uh, the weight used to rest on my sciatic nerve. So you didn't know this, but I remember while you had your event, we were running around, moving around. You know, you was working a shop. I was in such pain. Really? Oh, yeah. I never told you that. But I couldn't say, oh, can I get a little break here? Uh, no, I mean, you just sh- you shut up. You suck it up. I might have took like six naproxens that day. But that was really key for me to get the surgery because um, a lot of people didn't know this. I couldn't walk maybe but one or two blocks without. It's like somebody was stabbing me in the lower back. Like, wow. you would think there was a real knife there. So one of the things I remember as soon as I came off of, I had the sleeve surgery. Um, I can't explain it. It's hard to explain. But I knew when I woke up uh, in the the ER, because it was a little complication. I woke up like, I was like, oh, I was like, I don't have any more back pain. So I just called the surgery a success. I didn't know how much I was going to lose. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it, but it's like a rock came off of my back. Wow. So what I later found out is they did take a significant amount of your stomach out. Just to, you know, a mm-hmm. little, little info. And that weight of that could have been mm-hmm. what was resting. It's a long, complicated process. But for you guys to know. Anyways, I say that because um, you got to trust me in that moment. Yes. And we didn't ask you for anything after. We didn't feel no. weird to you. No, no. You know, I think we built a friendship. We built after a friendship. That. You started coming to the salon mm-hmm. and we started talking. And um, within, I want to say maybe a year, mm-hmm. overnight, it was as if you just blew up out of nowhere. Yeah, so that was 17. Remember, I'll tell you what happened in 18. Okay. The shade room posted me. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. All got ordained because. The Shade Room now, shout out to you guys if you ever see me, the me back up. You've again. never posted me, but that's all right. No, well, listen, the, the girl, uh, Maisha, uh, she no longer works there. She, she posted this twice that year. 
She said the Lord told her to do that. My Lord. And you know, the shade room at the time was charging about 4000 for a post. Now it's maybe like six. Mm. So I didn't have $4,000 at that time to be posting. Right, right, right. So um, I remember you and a few others was like, your life's about to change. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. So it was. A, it did change. It, it was, changed drastically because you were everywhere. Yes, it was on every TV, radio. Oh, Lord, run it back. I tell you what, you tell me one more. Okay. It could happen. It might run it back again. You know, I do think that we're going to be wildly popular. This is my prediction um, going into September of 23. Well, you know, my thing is um, that I that I teach now is being omnipresent. Mm-hmm. And you are omnipresent. You mm-hmm. may not think you are. But no. everybody knows who you are, No, sis. we went to a concert last night. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be really honest with you. I don't think about this when these lights and cameras go off. And I... The usher or older lady says, student on doctor. Yeah. I said, ma'am. Yeah. Like, and my first thing is, you got some parent plus loans. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm dancing. I'm sitting next to this girl. I felt it's so funny. I don't know if she sees it. I don't know. And I felt like this girl was like bumping me low key. So, you know, I'm still from Philly. Yeah, so, it's she, somebody, you're a little off. And but I'd be okay. like, oh, Lord, student on doctor saves me from a lot of scenarios. <laughs> so, I didn't want to be rude because what I did understand is that she, uh, she had hips. You know, them seats at the Met ain't really built for, for plus-size women. Mm. So I let it ride because I don't think she was, she was having fun. Mm-hmm. So I, so it was a moment where we connected about, it was Keisha Cole on stage. I'm like, now this is the song we've been waiting for. And she said, I knew it. I said, what? Like, again, I'm in I'm in zone with the, the show. She was like, I knew you were too long, doctor. I just couldn't see your face well enough. And then I'm like, maybe that's why she was tapping me for me to look her yes. directly. Shout out if I got time for that. Well, no, 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 take that back. Yes, you do have time for that. Because when you say you don't have time for that, it it, 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 it goes somewhere else. Yo, I have a lot of time. There we go. Yes. All right, good. Thank you for that recorrection. Very clear. All right, let's talk about your morning routine. Okay, yes. I want to ask everybody that comes on the show about their morning routine. If you've got one, share it. If you don't, say that too. I'm perfecting my morning routine. I think that the morning really sets the tone, obviously, for the altitude of the day. Certainly. So let's just talk about what that routine looks like. Every morning I'm up at 4 a.m. Oh my God. Every what morning. What time are you going to bed? When I hear that, I have to always. Well, you know what? Sometimes, because I, I go to, once I get home from work, mm-hmm. um, I literally go to sleep. Yeah. I literally go to sleep. Um, partner comes home and, you know, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. And I go to sleep. Um, that's just what I do. But um, I get up at 4 a.m. every morning. Okay. Every morning. And I pray. Mm hmm. And I meditate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I listen. Real to, question. Is meditating in the bed or out the bed? In the bed. Okay. Because I don't know if that's like me going back to sleep. Because I tried it in the bed. It doesn't work for me. It, that, but, 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 but see, if you fall asleep, that's a good thing too. Mm-hmm. That means your body is, is it depends on how you do it. So I, I, I have my eyes closed. I open my hands. Okay. And I make sure that my legs are un, uncrossed. Mm-hmm. And I start to meditate. And sometimes I fall back into a deep sleep. Mm-hmm. And so when I wake up, I go back into prayer. Mm-hmm. And so I wake up. I listen to certain people like uh, Michael Beckwith. In the morning. In the morning. I listen to um, Wayne Dyer, mm-hmm. um, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Mm-hmm. And there are um, certain songs that I you listen to. like Joel Osteen? I do like Joel Osteen. That's my morning person. You re- really? For the last year, every morning. Oh, he get it together. He gets it together. I love yes. Joel Osteen. He's a prosperity preacher. Yes. And I'm going to be honest with you. I need to hear all the good Absolutely. news. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so that is why I listen to. TV Jakes is like that. He is too. But I listen to Michael Beckwith and Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dyer passed was crazy. When I fell in love with his teachings, um, he, um, I was actually, I actually booked a trip to go see him. Mm. He died that summer. 
It was August of 2017. That's how I feel about Dennis Kimbrough. I got to get to Dennis Kimbrough. Yeah, you you yeah. have to. And so so I listen to these people, but I listen to the same messages. Mm-hmm. I, listen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I listen to the same messages. And there are certain songs that I listen to every day. Uh, one is um, Shout Out to Jonathan Nelson and Purpose Manifest. Mm-hmm. I listen to that because mm-hmm. I traveled with them. Um, I listen to, there's a song um, on The Wiz mm-hmm. um, that Lena Horne sung. Mm-hmm. And it's called If You Believe. Mm-hmm. And I've been listening to mm-hmm. that every day really? since 2005. Wow. And so that is a portion of my morning routine um, because it gets me in a place of receiving what God has for me Mm -hmm. and also in a place where I'm giving because we're in in the business of service. Mm -hmm. And so I have to make sure that um, I am clean so that I can serve. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that's important. Um, So let me ask you this. If what do you do in terms of relationships in the morning? What type of calls are you not taking or you're okay to take in the morning? You know what? Listen, real talk. I have now been able to set up boundaries and not have phone calls with people. Mm. So I talk to my, I call my mom every day. Mm. Excuse me. My mother is in her Mm seventies and like most black women, they're Mm. always complaining about something. Lord. Every morning she's complaining about something. They find something new. That you find something new to complain about. This like person's it. doing this to me and this person is doing this to me. No, you want attention, sis. Mm-hmm. And so what I started doing is I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. How's your day? Mm-hmm. You know, or if one of my best friends call and they're calling with something negative, I won't answer the phone. Because what happens is by the time I get into the door, Nicholas can no longer be Nicholas. I have to be Nick Townsend. Yeah. And so... But I gotta. But I have to fill Nicholas up so that Nicholas can properly be Nick Townsend. If Nicholas is messed up, then Nick Townsend will be messed up too. And mm-hmm. so what happens is I don't answer the phone anymore. I just don't answer the phone. And when I walk into the salon, the salon knows to have certain music on to make the atmosphere conducive, mm. so that I can work properly. We all can this work good. properly. This yeah. Good. All right, we're gonna pause right here. We have yeah. to take another commercial break, guys. This inter- this conversation is about to get more interesting and more juicy. Um, I feel like you're getting warmed up. I'm getting warmed up. Oh, bitch. Um, and, and the purpose of this whole conversation is to give insight into successful entrepreneurs. Um, I don't want to say just CEOs. Um, and and really, even if you are a high earning professional, there is something that you can take away from these conversations. I believe I believe even everyone, whether you have a nine to five, there should be something entrepreneurial about you. Yes. To be a high earning worker. Yes. Even even the case. So I know this conversation is going to resonate with a lot of people. So, guys, just give us a moment and we'll be right back. Yeah. Have you heard of the student loan doctor? Probably so. My name is Sonia Lewis, CEO of The Student Loan Doctor. We are affectionately known as the first African-American and woman-owned student loan repayment company in the country. Now, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. There is a lot happening with student loan debt right now. And just depending on when you see this commercial, you're probably going to be thinking to yourself, I got to get with them like immediately. So we are able to help you eradicate your loan debt. Get your loans forgiven. Get a good plan going. Maybe you're in default. Maybe you're behind. Or maybe you're just sick of having student loans and you want to know what we can do to help you. Check out the information below and let us see how we can work with you. We are looking forward to helping you get rid of your student loan debt by the end of 2023. All right, guys, we are back. Thank you so much for uh, staying tuned uh, from our commercial. Commercials are so essential. And guys, um, we are excited because being that this is in our early stages of the That's Where podcast, it was my goal to find uh, people that could really add value to you, um, not just to your personal life, 
your professional life. Now, we're going to get into some personal stuff in a second. But mm. one thing I wanted to touch on before we get there, very, very essential, is one thing I really admire about Nick. I'm going to say this with love. Um, what's, what's that movie that I love that you remind me of? Wow. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. Which one? What did, what did it the say? The Devil Wears Prada. Yes! So, Nick is the male version of The Devil Wears Prada in a loving way. So... And I and, and I want to say this. I used to think when I started off in business, I used to think that Nick was so harsh. I'm like, oh my God, he's he's not and I don't want to use the word mean. You weren't never mean. I want to I want to be clear on that you weren't mean and you, I don't think you're mean. I think you're firm. Yes. I think you're direct. And I think you're super successful as a result. So let's just talk about what excellence looks like in your business. Cause I think they have to I would hate to glaze past that. And that's actually a part of even the expectations you have of your clients. Yeah. Well, I have standards mm -hmm. and I think that um, in business, we have to have standards. Um, uh, I am a black owned business, mm -hmm. but I subscribe to being a small business as well. Mm -hmm. And so I want my business to be a, to run like a commercial business, like a Comcast. Yeah. And so being on time is very important to me. And so I, th I think that um, there was a stigma when it comes to black owned businesses, mm -hmm. they're never on time. Everyone's always late. And that is not the case when you come to Nick Towns, salon, mm -hmm. as you know, if you're more than five minutes late, you have lost your appointment. And, mm -hmm. um, that's just what happens. But if I'm one minute late, I give the appointment away for free. Mm -hmm. And in eight years of the salon being open, I've only done that seven times mm -hmm. and I'm booked in real life, mm -hmm. like real life. Yeah. Not, oh, you only work Friday and Saturday. Now I work Monday, Tuesday through Saturday, and I'm booked. Yeah. You know this in real life. Yeah. And so I think that having standards um, is very, very important. That salon must smell like something. Mm -hmm. You know, it um, must mm -hmm. feel like something. The music, it must be clean. I don't care. Who, I, it's important to me that you all see us clean. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's very important mm -hmm. to have standards. And, and, um, because I, res I I feel that when you respect your business, mm -hmm. um, it respects you back. It's just like when you take care of a car, it'll take care of you. Yeah. And and I teach my clients because I'm taking care of you. Please take care of me because I'm respecting you. It's, you know, it's this reciprocity. reciprocity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like it's hard to keep uh, good people employed? Yeah, because nobody because because um, this this new generation believes that, you know, you know, I, I work so hard and did it. They, they want an, uh, uh, an award for working. Lord, you get a paycheck. It's the most I never seen. I like it. I mean, I mean, because, you know, I did it. No, you get a paycheck, sis. You get you get a paycheck. You get paid very well to work, mm -hmm. you know. And so I think that we have to have standards in in our business if we want it to be successful. Because, mm -hmm. see, if my complexion was different, mm -hmm. you wouldn't say that I'm harsh. Right. True. You know, but and, and if I can be honest. Or in my terms, I wouldn't be called a bitch. That part. And so with that being said, you know, with me, if my complexion were different, you would say he runs a, a top-notch business. Tight ship. Tight ship. But because right. I'm a black man, <laughs> you know. In how a dare you? How dare you? You know, oh, and then this, because I try to support black businesses and da-da-da-da. No, you were late, sis. 
Yeah. You you and here's the thing, mm-hmm. my policies and you know this are in the confirmation email mm-hmm. and the reminder email and the reminder text <laughs> see and the reminder text. So you you already know what you're signing Listen, up Nick, for. I'm your friend and I felt like I was gonna miss the window. When I tell you I she was ran. an Olympic motherfucking runner <laughs> <laughs> through that door, I almost missed went through the glass door. Slow job. I said, ah. Look, look, I was like, if my fucking She was Flojo. He said, we can go. We can we take said, we you. Can go. Like, yeah. it wasn't even no, hey, girl. It was like, all right, come on. And I, I respect his policies and business. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, and, and did you say the price point, how much you charge? Oh, Lord. So we... See, this invo- it's so, important. So the salon starts at 50 for mm-hmm. um, brow shaping. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Townsend is, is uh, you know, we have... Two other mm-hmm. um, brow stylists. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am the CEO, so I'm more expensive, I'll say. You are. I'm more expensive. So when I first started going to Nick, and we're building our friendship at this time, I remember thinking to myself, why am I paying $60? I'll tell you why. Um, one, cleanliness. Two, respect of time. Three, the precision. And, and because I know that I have a fuller face. Yes. I can't have no skimpy lopsided eyebrows. And then once I started to really be on Instagram daily and doing these classes, this all has to flow. You yes. know? And 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 I will say this, you will I feel like when my eyebrows are to the tens, the compliments are just like literally pouring in. Cause I have a face that eyebrows make or break. Yeah, you know, eyebrows mm-hmm. are the most uh are the only feature on your face that can give you your frame of symmetry. Symmetry equates to beauty within the human mm-hmm. eye. And so when your eyebrows are on point, you may not. Sonia has beautiful skin. Thank you, beautiful skin. Um, so she she can wear women that have beautiful skin can wear makeup and it doesn't look like makeup. It just gets given skin. Yes. So when Sonia, whenever I do Sonia's brows, it looks like she has a full face of makeup on it, without yes. having Two a different stitch. People. Of makeup on. Two different. So it's very important. Or I can count on good eyebrows. I have nice lashes. Today mm-hmm. I have one. It's so funny with this whole camera setup. I have what I call a bat wings. Mm-hmm. But I've learned that I like the bat wings for when I see it on playback. Yes, because it makes sense. In real life, I do not wear bat wings. No. I have really long lashes with mascara. Yes, absolutely. But when I tape, I intentionally put on bat wings to give you my real life effect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a little blush, yes. a little lip mm-hmm. gloss, God be the glory. Mm-hmm. Now everybody can't do that. No, everyone can't do that. They need your skin products. Yes. <laughs> they do. Um, all right, let's keep on. I want to get into some personal talk. Okay. Now, this is really essential because I think that what I'm um, looking to do with this podcast, I really want to give people real life insight to what it's like to be married to or to date a seven, eight figure earner. And I think that there's not a lot of conversation. And if you guys could put in the comments below, this is true, true story. Like, please put below if you know of any other podcast that's talking about seven figure, eight figure relationships or what it's like to be in one. Because as a seven figure earner, I do not feel like there are conversations about this topic. Um, and so what happens is I feel like I can only listen in or talk to just a certain few people. Like, are you experiencing these same scenarios? Um, and then in our circle of friends, a lot of people are married. Yeah. So now we, we don't even have the same conversations, but I can learn from you and get some insight. So let's talk about um, your relationship status. 
So today is May 21st, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, can't lie. Okay. So, Nick, what is your relationship status as of today? As of today, mm-hmm. I am spoken for. All right. All right. And so um, being in a relationship, right? Let's just get into that a little. What is it like managing a relationship and still being successful in business? Honestly, it's hard. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard because you have to. Okay, I am Nick Townsend, Mm -hmm. but um, I am also Nicholas. So when I am not being Nick Townsend, Nick Townsend has to be. He, Nick Townsend never goes anywhere, mm-hmm. but Nicholas has to emerge a little bit more. And right. um, when that, you go through the home door, yes, are we leaving Nick Townsend outside? We are. Is that hard for you? It is because I also work in my home as Nick Townsend, meaning mm-hmm. um, I do some of my videos, videos. Yep. and so. I have to go into my guest bedroom and I instantly have to be Nick Townsend. Or if someone calls about business, I, I have instantly to have to be, you know, Nick Townsend. But when I am out and I am just Nicholas, I am Nicholas. It's hard, I think, being for someone to be with an entrepreneur because um, my partner is not an entrepreneur, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which I think is the best kind of relationship, in my opinion. I agree. Because it, I think that if you're in a relationship to entrepreneurs, it, this is just my opinion. Y'all don't kill me, but it, it can be very difficult for two p- two entrepreneurs to be in a relationship um, for the simple reason someone's business is mm-hmm. going to do better than the other, and then it could clash and be a competition. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm afraid of. And so I get that, um, especially with my females, because shout out to all of my women bosses, because real Some talk, y- y'all are killing the game and there are more female entrepreneurs in this world and I salute my women in particular black women I salute all of you mm-hmm. um but it's harder for a seven figure a high earning in my opinion can I shift to this really quick mm-hmm. it's it's hard for some men to be able to be with a high earning black woman mm-hmm. um and that does something to a male's security mm-hmm. um so can I give this advice mm-hmm. real quick to the women that make that money? That's really the, this, the bosses. Um, please stop telling your man how much you make. Mm. Please stop telling him that you're a boss. Mm. Please stop telling him. Wait, wait, here's a question. Yeah, come on. Let's do it. And I need to put this in there. I do a little giveaway every show. Okay. So this is the bonus question, guys. The bonus question is, when do you have that conversation with the person you're with, when do they find out if any point about what? Maybe what you do or who you are. If even if you don't talk numbers, because they may not know. They may not know. So um, that's the bonus question, guys. Yeah. When do you when do you tell them? Uh, maybe after the third date. It's, 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 well, it's different because women pay attention. Mm-hmm. So so. Um, Men, women pay attention, so mm-hmm. they can tell if a guy has money most of the time. Mm-hmm. A guy is really not paying a paying a woman's finance. A, a heterosexual guy is usually not paying a, paying any attention to a woman's mm-hmm. finances. Yes. So um, I would say around the third or fourth date when there's some trust. That's just my opinion. Okay, I like it. 
Um, let me ask you this because you were going somewhere. I want to get back to this. Okay. And I want to. I'm going to share a funny story with you. So I want to go back to this advice because I like this. We actually was funny, and we, we I didn't really think to incorporate it for this episode. But since we're going there, we do do something on the show called uh, the Big Brother segment. Okay. The Big Brother is when someone can ask a question or will frame a question around literally just that um, in terms of advice that we would give out mm-hmm. for women. And this is some good information we should talk about. What does it look like for that woman that's dating? When is she able to really share who she is or what she has going on? Um, I think um, around the third or fourth, maybe the... I think it, during the first date, you can say exactly who you are. You, do, you say it on the first date? The, the first date, you can you can say, like, for instance, um, hi, I'm Sonia Lewis. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. You know, I do. Um, you could talk about, you know, SLD. You could talk yeah. about that. And that's that. And mm-hmm. then turn over the conversation to them. Because if you begin to give all of your accolades, right. that can... Unfortunately, that can, yeah, that can, yes, darling, that can intimidate someone. It really can intimidate someone. And and that's not a reflection on you, but it sometimes can intimidate someone. So I would say you can go full throttle uh, maybe the the third date. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to your finances, that's when you're in a committed relationship. I don't believe, I really don't believe you should let your partner know all the money that you're making. Even if you're married? Until you're married. Until you're married. Okay. Let's listen. But still keep some money to the side. Uh, that's, uh, all right. We're going to take a, a break right there. You got to come back because I got another juicy question for okay. you. I really love getting to this. Uh, now, if this is helpful, guys, please make sure in our comment section as you're watching this, put what's helpful. Let us know what you like about this segment as we get into the personal topics, as we're speaking to different um, entrepreneurs, because this will let me know what you guys really want to hear and see on this show. So we'll be right back. As of May 2023, $66 billion has been made available towards loan forgiveness. Now, guys, this is a huge deal because this money is not going to be made available much longer. And somebody watching this is eligible and doesn't even know that they're eligible. The Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program, oh my goodness, is the number one program to help you get your loans forgiven. But here's the challenge. You may be watching this and thinking to yourself, but I'm not eligible. I don't work for a qualifying employer. No worries, we've got you covered. So we have a DIY nonprofit program, and the goal of the program is to help you start your own nonprofit. That's right. We want to see you eligible for the baddest, the most gracious, the most outstanding loan forgiveness program in the land, public service loan forgiveness. And now you too can take advantage of it by having your own nonprofit Take a look below, learn more, get into it, get our program, start immediately and have your own nonprofit within 30 days. All right, guys, we are back. Uh, We just had the most like fun commercial break. Yes, we did. Real life break. Uh, No, I can't tell them. I can't tell them. Let's prelude into another episode. Yes. Um, Just know it's a whole lot of money. It's a whole whole lot of money. Yeah, it was a good little wake up call. All right, so we're back. So um, we were talking about uh, what does it look like to be in relationship with an entrepreneur? And so I'm really appreciative of these conversations. One is someone that's dating. And two, I feel like, again, I can't find these conversations um, on a public platform as this, such as this. So one of the things I was thinking about when you said women do not tell about your money. First off, shout out to our brother Nehemiah. Let me just tell you how I was dating someone. 
And um, this someone was working for Neil at the time. Mm. And um, I didn't know Neil was going to do this. Neil was blowing my phone up that morning. I think we all had went out the night before. And I just knew I had the day off. You know what I mean? And you know, his mom's calling me. Shout out to Ms. Myra. And I'm like, what? What they call it? And like, hello. She said, you need to get here in 10 minutes. So from where I lived to where they were at, it would take me like realistically 15. I was like, I need 15. She's like, okay. So I I only know if, if you, you ever see the clip, I just look like I threw on something. It was like this orange dress with these Chanel sandals. And I just was not all the way put together. So long story short, he's like, so next we're going to bring up um, Sonia Lewis. I'm like, what? Like I'm in a daze. Guys, we are so excited, so excited to celebrate her first six-figure month. $100,000. I'm like, ah! The gentleman that was dating was there, and he was watching everything in real time. So it's one thing to have a conversation. It's another to see a plaque printed with your name and what you earned. Mm. And I'm walking up there like, this some bullshit. Mm. <laughs> so now I'm like, I cussing you out later. And then... <laughs> him and I make eye contact and I'm like so the tone of our you know dating will forever be changed so I remember the drive um <laughs> home was very quiet mm. and it was he wasn't awkward and let's just say this he does well for himself and he uh does security for multi 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 millionaires so I'm a the baby baby fish to his you know love of success he's been around which is one of the things I felt very comfortable about with him. But I think it's a little different when you find out the girl you're dating. Yeah. Because one of the things I will say I'm proud of myself is when I had transitioned to Florida, I was very modest in initially. Mm -hmm. So I had like a little top back, a little. And, you know, you probably got around me and felt I was comfortable with money. But I didn't ever want to give off the impression that uh, <clears throat> I was throwing it out. Like, you know, I didn't really display or show money until later once I live there. So for him and I, you know, he's taking and treating and doing all this stuff as he should. Yeah. Certainly. And I would lean in here and there a little coin or maybe I'm a fun excursion type of girl, you know. But I feel like they did change stuff a little. Um not in such a bad way, just in a like a oh shit type of way. And I and I think I remember saying to myself, I I really had wished we could have went like another year without him really knowing a number. Because mm -hmm. a number, I feel like, changes things. Well, I, can, can I? Mm -hmm. I think it changes things because for men, and some of them are going to kill me, that is a little intimidating because mm -hmm. they don't feel like they're needed. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say this early in the, in, in the, in the conversation mm -hmm. where men are just are very similar to women. We mm -hmm. all want the same thing. Mm -hmm. We all want to be acknowledged and we all want to be needed. Mm -hmm. And I think when a woman makes a substantial amount of money, it takes a very secure man mm -hmm. to know that I am still needed, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, that's very, very important. So it does scare you. And, and it's just like, you know, sometimes, you know, you, 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 what, what women do many of the, those of us that are in this seven figure, mm -hmm. seven, eight figure, we try to, diminish our light a little bit to make other people accommodate to accommodate mm -hmm. their six figure, which I think is amazing because it is, it is a difference. It's a mm -hmm. drastic change, mm -hmm. but I think you shouldn't, you should not have to do that. Um, but I think again, 
it's a, it you you have to have a little bit of grace mm-hmm. have a little bit of grace and they and the person that you're in a relationship with you know listen you got to have some you got to have some balls bro Real mm-hmm. talk. You got to have some brawls and you, balls and you got to be cool with it. Well, one of the things I had said to someone recently was um, because see, let me let me pop this in, mm-hmm. because if you have balls mm-hmm. and you accept that your woman is at this certain level, it's nothing wrong with you becoming a student. Mm-hmm. Because I don't I would rather become a student with the person that I share my life with, mm-hmm. you know, because I know that they're going to make sure that I get to the next level. couple of things. This is very good, guys. Like th- what I realized is um, it, there needs to be collaboration over competition. Yes. I am not interested in being in competition with a man I'm dating. No. If I feel that energy, I promise you I'm exiting stage left. Because I have to compete with myself every day. Yes. So you're supposed to be a safe place. You're supposed to make me feel soft. And if you, and I know this about me, and particularly because I'm from Philly, I feel it. Like, if you make me feel like I got to be a man with you, like if I got to bring that masculine energy out at home, because it does pop out every day for business. Yes. But I am very mindful to tuck that shit away when I go home. That I would like to do that. I'm excited about that. But if I have to bring that out, that means you're provoking something in me and you're not going to allow me to be soft. Mm -hmm. And if you're not going to allow me to be soft, this is not going to work because you're supposed to be soft. So the the reality is when I'm working, I'm in energy wise like a seven, eight. Right. Mm -hmm. If I'm teaching, I can go to a 10. But if I'm with my friends, like my real friends or my man, I'm a three. Matter of fact, I'm the type of girl we could read a book together, just like a little leg, and I won't bother you. I don't give a what you're doing. That, you could be texting, uh, playing uh, Candy Crush, reading. I don't know what you're doing. I don't care. You're just there with me. But we can be in silence, right? Um, and so I think that I've been just learning a lot about myself in the last few years. And I was just like, the person I am going to marry has to be okay that in the public eye, I am an alpha woman. I'm a 10. I'm going to be giving direction. And and, and what's funny is if you're around me in this session and I've seen this happen in my dating life, um, I'm still, I'm, I'm on 10. I'm on board yeah. Um, Cause I've got some feedback. Like I don't recall you saying thank you. So let me give you 10 thank yous in advance. Um, appreciate you now. Like, I, because in mode, I'm in mode. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you, uh, you wouldn't say this to a CEO. I was like, so you're around me. You're seeing a CEO. I was like, now if I don't say thank you or the little things, when we're on a date or you cook dinner or now that's different. Now mm-hmm. that's me not being, no, I'm not like that. I'm actually very gracious and very thankful. Right. So I've been realizing what I do and don't need. And I'm very, very mindful that um, I, and, and I just think I'm in a new season where I have to make sure that I speak up and tell people too. That doesn't really work for me. Mm-hmm. Or I need you to remember that I'm a flower. Yeah, because sometimes I felt like I've been dating men have been a little sarcastic chastising me in a way. And I think that's because you caught an energy from watching some shit on Instagram. Certainly. So you thought it was okay to bring that energy to the phone call, to the to the to the date, to the house. And I had to literally say out loud. Well, first of all, when when the level, who are you talking to? Yeah, I was like, I'm a flower. Like I remember saying, I'm a flower. You really are a flower. And I think, <laughs> and here's the thing, you have a big personality. And like, when Sonia invites me out to eat a lot of times, and a lot of times, and we go out to eat, but I refuse to let her pay the bill. So sickening. That's because, this is just me. 
you know, but I'm setting a precedence because I don't want a woman paying for my meal. That's just me. Yes. And that's the man that I want her to compel because she's my sister. And one of my he closest reminds friends. me of that. I will say yeah. I always leave very thankful. Um, she does. I'm like, she'll sneak. I can tell when she's trying to sneak. But before she sneaks that the credit, the platinum is already at, yeah, is already I'm taken. Shut the fuck up. And let me be a so man. My, so my love language should return to him. is like when you need me. Yes. I'm, I'm going to fly. And she in. shows up. She shows and up. And I'm going to sell whatever we need. To yes. Sell. <laughs> she shows up. We'll close whatever day we need to close. Because um, you are one of my very few male friends that will just simply not allow for me to pay mm-hmm. or uh, reset the tone or just have enough balls to say to me because most people don't, which I feel like for you, mm-hmm. give me feedback that's hard to hear. Yeah. Like, like you, you, that, that mother did what? He, and I'm like, well, you know, like, no, 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 no. And, and I think it's really hard sometimes for me to want to date in my same uh, income bracket, if you will, because I think that there is a lot of ego there that I, I can't, I don't, I can't accommodate that. No. And let me say this. That man at that earning level truly deserves a woman that is so in tune and gives a fuck about the little things that they need. I do not. (laughs) And what I give a fuck about is, uh, you know, experiences, quality of life, your goals. And I I might care in a different way. Like my, my, I'm very, uh, in, in, intuitive i'm very uh my imagination is wild so you know i'm the girl that you could you know go to home depot with and build a spaceship to mars right right right. but i'm not i don't give a damn a lot of times about the little details that sometimes a man needs so i i well sonia you gotta work on that because now you always eat though i want i want to put a caveat here if somebody ever dated me and never said they ain't never eaten that's a lie no no but no but you eat breakfast lunch and a snack (laughs) But but Sonia, you still have to. I always say this, and, and, and men are worse than women. They they want to I'm be learning. seen. Men want to oh. be seen, and so just like you want, prime example. You know how you you you, you get your hair done. You got this outfit and this and the other, and you know you're doing everything. So saying, so be like, babe, do you like this? And he be like, yeah, babe, I like that. A man wants the same thing, but he'll never articulate. I'm learning. So if he gets a haircut, you know, and he walk around this and then, although he just did some push-ups this and then the other, no, she, a man wants to be like, mm, babe, you look good. I like your haircut. A man wants that. No, no, no. I could do that. No, but that's a small thing that you refuse to do. Oh, no. Let me give you a small thing I'm not about to do. Oh, that's good. So I, I don't, I don't particularly care to do dishes. I don't care to Oh, I ain't doing that either. Okay, we on that. I don't care to clean the home. Now, dishes will be washed. Yeah. Clothes will be washed yeah. and the home will be clean. Yeah. Um, there's just little tired help for there's that. There's little minute details that I just know will be the death of me that I could work through. Uh, now I'm not about to go back to cleaning no house though, you know. Um you just gonna have to like <laughs> shit. I'm not I'm just decent three hundred dollar nails, I'm not doing it like I I really get a kick out of looking at my nails. I can't explain it. I just like, boo, this is a happy place. So why would I put chemicals on that? No, I understand that. I understand huh. that portion. All right, let's keep going. Um, last thing. I don't know if I, well, we got into it a little bit. What's the three qualities you feel like a person's partner should have? Um, Three qualities that a person, a high earning person's partner should have is grace. Mm-hmm. 
Um, That's good. Yeah. Grace, definitely. Um, patience. Mm -hmm. um, and security. Meaning they have to be secure. Within themselves. Within themselves. Mm -hmm. Because you can, a high earning person cannot mm -hmm. be with someone that is insecure. Specifically, if the if you are financially, and I don't like saying the breadwinner, but if you financially, if you make a substantial amount more in the relationship, the mm -hmm. person has to be secure because Nine times out of 10, we're friends. We're in mm -hmm. the, all of our friends, we're mm -hmm. all within that same mm -hmm. tax bracket. So with that being said, you may, there may be another single man that mm -hmm. you're, you're, that you're friends with. That's, that's, that's your, you know, um, co-worker in the industry. You have to be secure enough that the person that your partner has to be secure enough that you're not going to date them or mess, start messing with them because you guys are on the same level like that. Yeah. So I think, again, I think it's uh, grace, patience, and security. I love it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Grace, I need a lot of grace. I just think that life is going to change every day. And I wish that I could tell somebody I was dating that today would be like, I wish I could give you a predictable schedule. Mm -hmm. Most times I'm close to it, but a lot of times Things change and we need to be able to pivot. Yes. And and I need to not feel bad about feel it. Feel bad. Because if I'm in my feelings about you and what we're going through, I'm ineffective for the greater cause. Mm -hmm. And I know that your life has a big purpose. My life has a big purpose for what we do. And I'm like, I cannot be a seven today because, you know, I, at home I was put into a headspace. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I'm not. No. All right. So listen. We're closing out. This was an amazing episode. I just can't wait to see the comments um, and, and hear from the ladies and the men. Yeah. I really appreciate our, our guys and our tribe. Um, they're like the big brothers I never asked for. So I really like to see what they have to say. Um, and it's funny. I think I'm attracting a lot of high earning men to the platform, to the show, um, because it's funny. I think a lot. I'll leave you with this. I think a lot of men. The idea to date me is really fun or a woman like me. But and when it comes down to it, it is a lot of shit with it. Yeah. Because my life is a production. There could be a media call. Uh, You got to go film this. You got to go speak here. You got to. And I'm not in the season where I can turn a lot of things down mm -hmm. to hit my professional goals. So um, I remember I had to stop talking to someone because they were like, you're always traveling like, damn, what if I just wanted to have a Sunday? I would love a Sunday. Today is Sunday. And we're doing a podcast, yeah. you know, and and I think that you, you just have to be OK with knowing if you're men looking to date someone in this. You got to have your own thing going on. You have to. You got to have your own thing going on. You got to be able to say that's OK and I'm going to work on this. And then when we get together. You know, we'll have fireworks. So, all right. So, Nick, before we close out, yes. What's next? So, we're 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 at the middle of 2023. Yes. What what is next for you? Like, what can we expect? What can we support? Like, and make sure we get your all of your Instagram info. Yes. Okay. Excuse me. So, I'm Nick Towns and Salon on Instagram. N i c c k t o w n s e n d s a l o n on Instagram. I'm Nick Townsend on Facebook. I am Nick Townsend on YouTube. What 
I'm still going to be teaching all over the country about brows, but most in particular, what we are, um, we have this segment that, um, that we're teaching about for a lot of small businesses, whether you're in the beauty business or you're a restaurant. And I just released a new ebook. It's called how to become over from how to go from being overlooked to overbooked. Mm. And what's funny is Neo gave me that. And I'm talking about SEO strategies. A lot of small businesses really are not utilizing um, SEO strategies. A lot of um, small businesses are, businesses are only focusing on um, Instagram and Instagram is not the end all be all. You need to want to become omnipresent. And so in my new ebook, we're getting ready to do a tour. Um, we actually did earlier this year. We did. And it's am- available for purchase. It's available for purchase mm-hmm. at www.nicktownsend.com. Um, and it gives you a wealth of knowledge. It is my experience. Mm-hmm. And so, for instance, I have over a thousand reviews on Google. Mm-hmm. I'm at the top of the search engine organically on Google. I don't believe in paying for ads for that for that particular for, for, for that particular space. Mm-hmm. So if you Google best browse, I'm the first thing that comes organically. Mm-hmm. So it's just been an amazing experience. So that you're going to learn all of my tricks of the trade and you're going to be able to assassinate your competition. Although I don't have any competition because I am the king. Period. Praise the Lord. Um, but you're going to be able to assassinate your competition. So we have to bring you on for a master class. Yes. And then you can sell the ebook. Yes. It's so funny. I feel like you and I mimic a lot of conversation and we don't even talk that often, but I literally just was getting into my business community's butt about SEO. Yes. So crazy. So you see guys? Yes. All right. So Nick, I love and appreciate you. Love you too, sis. I am just so excited for what you have coming up, what you're going to birth. Um, I think that the world needs to hear more of you. Thank you. Um, and I think they need to know your your work personality and your offline personality, whatever you choose to show. Um, and you you just have to remember, and as do I, this is the whole reason why I know that this podcast will be super successful, is that we have a, a due diligence, if you will, to kind of go back and explain the highlight reel yeah. of success to our audience mm-hmm. so that they can, too, be successful and even avoid some costly mistakes, yeah. right? whether that be personal or professional. So, all right, guys, until the next episode, and I I really cannot wait to see these comments. Um, I am just, again, so thankful. Make sure you are following our YouTube page. That's where podcasts, our Instagram, that's where podcasts. And um, again, give us feedback. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you want more of. And if there's some guests that you would love to see on here, I believe that um, we will one day have Oprah. Ah. I do not believe in uh, no limits. You know, there's no limits to anything that we want to do. Um, No, we're not going to fight. We're going to get somewhere real nice. You think Oprah going to come to the office? She would. Listen. All things are possible. All things are possible. If you believe. Oprah was here uh, actually not long ago for a graduation. Mm. All things are possible. All things are possible. Huh? My God. My God today. So if you guys see it, but I'm trying to subscribe then. You get on now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Until our next episode, um, stay safe. We love and appreciate you. And make sure you comment, subscribe, and like, and share with a friend.